welcome. My name is Matt. I'm here with Andrew today. We're going to be talking about Happy Gilmore, how this movie kicked off a massively successful career and the reviews for it that changed his characters forever. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast. I mean, visually, that movie was awesome. He wasn't the writer. That's what I'm that saying. Movie. The visual yeah. looks good. The trailer. I mean, he knows how to cut together a good trailer. There, there's a few of that know how to cut together good trailers, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, "This isn't the movie I paid for." Yeah, like like we came and crow with a or not came and crow. Came and crow. Came and crow. Did you like a Terminator? Aloha? Yeah. Well, came and crow did. Uh, he did a few things like uh, Jerry almost, Maguire. Almost and, famous, right? Yeah, and uh, I think his most recent one. Or at least, the, to my knowledge, is that Aloha with um, Bradley Cooper and John Krasinski. Oh, that's right. That's right. Anyways, um, are you ready to kick off our Adam Sandler month? Absolutely. We're a week late uh, due to the snowpocalypse here in Texas, but um, we got back on track last week with True Romance, got that out. I thought about cutting it and just diving straight into Adam Sandler, but I knew if I did that, it'd be hard for us to come back around to it, and I really wanted yeah. to talk about true romance, but yeah. it is the month of March, and uh, we have made that our Adam Sandler month for this year um, in this season, and uh, today we are going to be talking about Happy Gilmore. Yes. Um, now, Happy Gilmore celebrated its 25th anniversary last month so last month happy gilmore turned a quarter of a century old that's crazy this movie is a quarter of a century old <clears throat> that's crazy and, and and when it came out i was just like i love this movie i mean this movie was phenomenal you yeah know? I mean, it's so hilarious too because again it's it used to be my favorite movie of all time you know and and you know I don't really just because of like the gags and jokes and stuff. Yeah, it was just the way Adam Sandler, you know, portrayed it. You know, because I didn't really, I've never really been a big fan of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I like, I I'd rather my watch wife's the, huge fan, but yeah. that was when like Gilda Radner yeah. and and those were back then. And I'm not saying that you know, it's 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 just I don't know. It just gets too political, I think, for me on a lot of things and. And it just, you know, it's like, let's just piss off this this group of people today and let's just piss off this group of people the next day, you know? And it's like, it's like, like they just go after and just try to piss off a certain group well, of people every single time, you know? And that's fine. You know, it's like any other type of, like, variety show or even, like, the Nickelodeon shows that used to do that or Crack TV. I'm sorry, Mad TV. Yeah. Um, but it's not smart anymore. Or yeah. maybe, maybe it's always been this way. I haven't paid much attention to it, but it just seems like nowadays it's like they take the obvious joke, the mm -hmm. obvious thing that's going on in the spotlight, and yeah. you see it come on, you're like, that's cool. You know, like, I'm not offended, but yeah. this is just, this is old. I mean, I, like, this is obvious, you know? It's not funny when it's when it's obvious. Like, you know it's coming. You're like, yeah. can you attack anything else? Can you satirize well, anything yeah. else or, or come up with original ideas but now it's like okay let's let's do all we can to satirize what's going on in the media right now yeah. and it's just and maybe that was good for a while but it's just gotten old now or maybe saturday night live used to be more innovative than that and now it's just like okay well now we're going to do all the obvious things well and, and also too is is they 
they kind of they never come out you know with the newer generations that come up you know especially now nowadays generation they still kind of uses some of the old stuff that like the Dan Aykroyd's and Bill Murray's and Chevy Chase and you know those, those are the, the OGs you know they, they they do a lot of uh copying those you know what I mean instead of coming out with like sort of newer material let's let's do something different you know yeah you want to bring a lot of these problems of you know modern day into into light but you're also using older ways of doing it you know what I mean I guess I could best describe that yeah, uh, did Adam Sandler get fired from Saturday Night Live? I think he said something like that. Something that that it was. Yeah, what it was is they they had come up to him and said, uh, "So yeah, this whole Saturday Night Live thing, it's it's over with, right? You know, we're we're just gonna not do it anymore. We're just gonna start doing just movies." And he's like, "Well, I think I wanted to start doing it more, and now I might be misquoting who said this actually, but I, I feel like it was Adam Sandler that was saying it, and then." You know, his agent was kind of like pushing for him to just say, hey, "Yeah, let's quit doing an SNL." When it, when in reality, like they were already let him go, and his agent was finding a way to try to let him know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, so I guess him and Chris Farley both got fired in the summer of 1995. Yeah. Um, Adams said that he, he really isn't sure what happened or why uh, Lauren Michaels, um, you know, decided to fire him. Uh, you know, because back then, um, you know, the thought the thought of getting fired was 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 not a good thing for those two because they weren't sure what they were going to do. They yeah. weren't sure if they could headline a movie or whatever. Um, Which we we know that they can now. You know. Yeah, and he uh, Adam, Adams even said he goes, I know it wasn't Lauren's decision yeah. uh, that the NBC head dude he, he didn't like. Yeah. The the roster. Yeah. So I, apparently, I, I you know maybe uh, there was some you know th- those were the most explosive personalities, Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. Maybe that's why they were. I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, you know that's probably the it, second greatest generation of SNL characters. You know, with the Mike Myers and the the Chris Farleys and the Adam you know Sandler Chris Rock and you know those guys. David the, Spade. Yeah, David Spade. Yeah, yeah. Dana Carvey, Mike yeah. Myers. But that's what I'm saying. I think that was like the second. Will sec- Ferrell yeah. came in right about that point, too. So second greatest uh, generation of SNLs, you know I mean? With Aykroyd being the first, you know. After and, and Bill Belushi Murray and, and yeah. Belushi and yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah. But, I mean, I really think. Gilda Radner and, um, oh, what's the other one's name? I forgot what her name is. Yeah. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, Yeah, she was in Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd. She was the and mother. And Third Rock from the Sun. Yep. It's gonna bug me. <laughs> Just look up Conan's. No, but what I'm saying is like we'll you fix know, that. Yeah, with an apology. Okay. On the next episode, it's like tip on my tongue. Jane Levy. That's it. That's it. That's it. So we don't have to do that. I'm sitting here thinking. I, I thought it was like Jane something. But you know, like like that that really came from you know Adam Sandler was in that generation, and the only reason we're talking about this is because you got you got to talk about Adam Sandler's past, you know, and and where how he got to where he was, you know, what was his stepping stones, you know, for these movies, you know, I mean this this came after you know a hugely you know crazy successful Billy Madison movie, right? You know where that that was a, it was a surprise hit, you know, because. You know, he Adam Sandler on SNL was known as be, just basically just doing the most 
dumbest uh, frat boyish type activities. Jane Curtin. I had to look it up. Sorry. Oh, yep. Jane Levy. Because I was like, wait a minute. That sounds like a Jane Levy, actress. isn't it? So Jane Levy is is the one from the new Evil Dead movie. That and she was right. on like oh, the, yeah, the Quiet. Yeah. What is the one? The one Don't Speak or. No, no, no. It's one where she oh, they yeah. break into that house yes. and they have to be quiet because the guy's blind. My daughter loves that movie for some reason. Yeah, so that's Jane Levy. Jane Curtin that's is who, is who right. we were thinking of. She's in Coneheads and yeah. stuff too, right? So, no, but, but it was good that he got fired, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I mean, if he had stuck around there, maybe he wouldn't have done some of these movies. He wouldn't have taken off like he did because th- this was his sweet spot between 95 yeah. and 2000. Mm-hmm. I mean, he blasted off. And like became like the highest paid, at least comedy actor, yeah. and and the most in demand comedy yeah. actor. I mean, you look at all his movies that he put out, right? I mean, he there's probably easily a hundred movies, and about fifty, you know, probably about okay. There's not probably a hundred movies. That's a little bit too much, but um, <laughs> you know, he's done a lot of movies. You know what I mean? And out of those movies, probably half of them were successful, right? That's that's probably a good good that's probably a good I'd place you want to be. Yeah, yeah, and and that's probably a really good place to be at, you know, in your career, especially after doing it for what, you know, he's done it for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. You know, easy. You know, and, and been in the spotlight for 20 years. And he's partnered with this director, the the director of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um quite a few times too. Um but you know, I mean that goes to show of what what kind of ca- what what his character is, you know? Like if a director wants to work with this guy who who you know is known for putting slapstick, you know, st- uh, stupid comedy type stuff, which I love, don't get me wrong, you know, but he he's used to putting that kind of stuff in there that if the director wants to continuously work with this person, know, knowing what kind of quality he comes up with, that's great, yeah. you know? Yeah, and 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 he's an actor too. That director. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with this IMD picture? Uh, IMDb picture. That's from Billy Madison. <laughs> yep. That's not Happy Gilmore. So they have on the Happy Gilmore IMDb page, they have the Happy Gilmore poster, but then the video clip that's right next to it. Whenever they have like yeah. the clip, that's that's from Billy Madison. So. Um, but you know that that's kind of why we did the podcast over over Happy Gilmore rather than Billy Madison. Yeah, you know, so they're almost the same movie, and they could be in the same world, really. Yeah, but it could, because you have you had the different uh, styles or time periods for Adam Sandler, right? Um, you know, he he of course did like a, what was it Overboard or, or Going Overboard or something like that. Yeah, and that is the dumbest movie poster I've ever seen. That Going Overboard <laughs> with, where the, with the sunscreen the on his nose, yeah, and everything like that. Didn't get a snorkel on. No, or? no, he's got sunscreen on his nose. And he's flippers. got the little the little floaty yeah. wings on his on his arms yeah, and stuff. And it's like the, it's the I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. Uh, you know, I, I love Adam Sandler, but you know, you gotta obviously, you know, with any actor. Unless it's like Leonardo DiCaprio, it comes comes out swinging or something. Okay, yeah. well he had he had Critters three, so yeah. every actor has something that's like right before they or before it's before they get into their swing. Yeah, they have a little something that's embarrassing or something that you know they're just getting into it or whatever. Yeah, um, he was on Coneheads if you remember. He was the boyfriend. Yes, 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 uh, yes that yes, dated yes. Uh, what's her name, and of course he was on Airheads. Now Airheads, I want to do. A separate episode on. Yeah. Because I don't think we'll do one on Billy Madison. I don't think we need to. No. We'll talk about it a little bit on here. It's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's obviously a popular movie because it had a bunch of vulgar jokes and, which and, one? Which one? and silly Airheads? childish, no, uh, yeah. Billy Madison, yeah, silly yeah. childish jokes and all that kind of stuff. It was obviously very popular and everything, but it's this, it's kind of the same happy Gilmore stick, but just done less 
yeah. uh, less well, yeah. I guess, or whatever. But Airheads, or, uh, Airheads is pretty good, uh, you know, because it's got Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and uh, Steve Buscemi yeah, before yeah. they really got all yeah. big. Yeah. So do that. But I mean, you have this this era, I guess, where you have Airheads, you have Billy Madison, you have Happy Gilmore. Uh, and then after that, you know, you had, uh, say, the wedding singer years. So you had like Bulletproof, the wedding singer, and Waterboy, Punch stuff like Drunk that. Love. Yeah. And then you had Big Daddy. Um, uh, and, you know, close to that, Little Nicky came out. Um, then you had Punch Drunk Love and Mr. Deeds, and that was kind of its own error yeah. and everything. Uh, Anger Management came out not too long after that. And then you had the 51st Dates, Spanglish, The Longest Yard. That came around the, the same time. So you have these different eras. And I think that was the last good, or at least the last great Adam Sandler era, was the 51st Dates because you had 51st Dates, you have uh, Spanglish, Longest Yard was all right. It wasn't great. But it was all right, just for a I fun thing. It. I really did. Click. Some people like yeah, Click. I love. Click. Um, but then he started to do other things. You know, he started. He did Rain Over Me, another serious one. Yeah. Um, I now pronounce I don't you. Think that was very perceived very well. I don't it maybe it wasn't received very well. It was uh, a lot of it because I mean it had the 9/11 thing in it, so yeah. people were worried it would just be taking advantage of that yeah. for story purposes or whatever. Uh, being, I think it was like six years after 9/11. Um, and then you know it, it, it's it kind of the the mood or the of the characters it kind of you go back and forth on how you should feel how you should be feeling which is kind of throws you for a bit in, in a serious movie like that but after that you had I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry that was pretty good yeah it still wasn't classic Adam Sandler but it was him it was rolling with film. the times yeah. and everything but like we said you know these movies are the ones that he did good with you know the late 90s early 2000s when you get in, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You know, a lot of the comedy from that came from Kevin James too. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just Adam Sandler doing this stuff. Um, you also had Don't Mess with the Zohan, which I think was a flop, which which uh, which, yeah. which was a, a really a bad misstep on on his. Um, I never got into Grown Ups. I never got into oh, Jack like and Jill. Never watched Jack and Jill. I don't think I will ever watch. That might be my only Adam Sandler movie I refuse to watch. Yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying. We, you get stuff like 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 uh, like Don't Mess with the Zohan and Jack and Jill. Well, even the, even Seth Green. Even or that's Seth, my or, boy. Uh, Seth Rogen. I mean. Uh, well, I'm going to get to that one. Even that's uh, my boy. You like that's that my one. boy. I watched a little bit of it, but I've never really seen it. Uh, I like I, I've seen I think whenever he was younger and all that, but. I just haven't got into that. I, I'll probably eventually, but but just to watch Milo, uh, what's his name? Ventimiglia. Yeah, his his and acting, heroes. Yeah, he's in this, uh, and that's my boy. He's hilarious. Huh. He's nasty, but he's hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sprinkled throughout those times, the the don't mess with the Zohan and Jack and Jill. You have things like bedtime stories. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty good for kids. Yeah. Because um, he started getting into kids stuff, you know, Hotel Transylvania and Grown Ups and all that kind of stuff. Um, you had... Which uh, I, I think that was very successful for him. Grown Ups? Yeah. Well, Grown Ups and then... Grown Ups you know, too. The Transylvania one too. Oh, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. It was very... And it, like I said, and th that's fine and it's good for my kids and stuff, but like for people our age watching movies or whatever, yeah. there's also Funny People. That was the one with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, I think that was directed by uh, Judd Apatow, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that it would have had to be. So I mean, because he, he they they were roommates. Judd Apto and and uh, Adam Sandler were actually roommates oh, in college. Okay. Did you know that? Uh, I don't think I knew that. No. Yeah, they've known each other for years, and then that's well, kind of why I think how Judd Apto came into the business. And well, and I don't know if it's credited or not. 
but uh, he did some writing on Happy Gilmore as well. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's he's been from way back. Yeah, he may have been kind of in the shadows or or just kind of like a ghostwriter or whatever. But you know, there's it's been the a- same kind of comedy if you think about it. You know, I mean the the same kind of comedy you know Seth Rogen does. Uh, is the same kind of comedy like Adam Sandler does, but except for Adam Sandler's rated like PG thirteen, and you know Seth Rogen's uh, rated PG or R. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah. So uh, and then then you had like a couple a couple other little things. So so you like you had blended. I like, but I like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, and that, that's just one of my things. And we'll get into that next episode. But but I, I like that just just for that chemistry. It wasn't a great movie. Yeah, but I liked it. It, it 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 made it over that hurdle yeah. for me because it had Drew Barrymore and him in it together again. Um, the Cobbler, I did. I, I think I turned it off halfway through. It wasn't. I didn't think it was that good. I don't think it was a very. I don't think it was a very happy uh, happy Madison type production. Oh, I forgot. I put that back in my memory where so, I would never remember. Yeah, where he or, puts on shoes and becomes that person yes, that that owned the shoes and everything. So Pixels. I didn't mind Pixels. No, I Pixels know a lot good. of a lot of people hate it though, and it gets it gets ragged. I think it even yeah. like had Razzies nominations or something like that. Which but. he doesn't care because he strives on that <laughs> crap. You know, it's like oh. Well, he's he thought a it was a horrible ball. movie. Good. That's that was he's, the point. Yeah, he's not trying to be some kind of comedy legend. He's a goofball. No. He knows he's a goofball, and he enjoys being a goofball. And, and that's he's what very supportive towards for. his friends. Yeah, I mean, literally, you know how many of these these big time major actors bring rest on his, his shoulders, movies. rest on his shoulders yeah. throughout his career. I mean, to this day. And we had the first big one in this movie, which yeah. we'll get to. But, yeah. um, but in between, then you had stuff like the ridiculous six, the little western yeah. movie thing, the do over with uh, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Uh, just go with it, which was earlier on with Jennifer and Jennifer Aniston. Um, you had um, Sandy Wexler. I never saw that. Um, well, I think that was one of his uh, his sticks on uh, Saturday Night Live, right? I kind of feel like that was like I don't know. Wait, the do over is not not with uh, not with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I think that was wasn't that murder mystery. Yeah, the do-over is with, uh, oh, jeez, was with Chris Farley and all his movies, David oh, Spade. David Spade, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was whenever he pretended to be like a secret agent or something like that. Um, and then uh, and then uh, uh, Murder Mystery is, you know, so this is like almost like the Netflix era or whatever, but that was when he joined with Jennifer Aniston. I guess Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, which we'll probably talk about more in next episode, but they're, uh, they're friends from a long time ago before they both got famous. They've been friends for a long, long time, him and Jennifer Aniston. I did not know that because, I mean, I know he's from New Hampshire, right? You need right? to take a break? No. Oh. Um, I, I know he's from New Hampshire, right? Is he? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I'm Samuel's from New Hampshire. I think that's where he comes from. Which is very weird because, you know, a lot of people would kind of get more or less like a, a Jersey or a New York vibe from well, I him. thought he was like New York or New even Jersey. Boston yeah. or even type vibe, you know. But no, he, it, I believe he's from New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was born in Brooklyn. He attended Manchester High School. Yeah, Manchester, New Hampshire. Um and then I guess so, he was I mean, there I guess for, he was born in New York. Yeah, so he's like a New Yorker because of like through his family or whatever. But he grew yeah. up somewhere else. So yeah, um, but yeah, they've been friends for a while. So um, 
we, we go along. We did Murder Mystery. We did the, uh, the Netflix and all this kind of stuff. And he was kind of just doing little pops here and there. And people were like, oh, what's this Netflix thing? Oh, he's yeah. not doing too well. And then out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Uncut Gems drops. Yep. And everybody's like, what is this? I mean, obviously, the Safdie brothers... They're making waves. A24 is making waves. Different, th- you know, all these different newer, uh, com- yeah. newer companies and newer directors and and these cutting edge type people where they're doing it completely different than how it's being done. And yeah. people are, you know, lapping they're, it up. They're, they're kind of freaking out too. The, some of these big companies are, are kind of freaking out about it too. Oh well, yeah. They, I mean, they you, would have to be. Because, you look at Netflix is going to be the next, yeah. you know, big studio because they can distribute their own movies. They don't yeah, need to yeah. go to theaters anymore. Look at Golden Globes. Uh, they, you know, a lot. Uh, There's a few uh, Netflix stuff uh, that won. You know what I mean? They're beating out major studios, and we're talking about basically Blockbuster 2.0. It or basically Blockbuster's older, smarter brother. Um, and you know, is beating out you know MGM Studios, yeah. and, and, you know DC or you know uh, Warner Brothers, and you know some of these big studios. They're they're spanking them. Yeah, and did you see the uh, trailer for Uncut Gems? Yes. So it had the we- the song from the weekend. I can't remember what the song was. Just ask the lonely. I get up. No, it was like. Yeah. Anyways, that song was that 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 trailer was crazy. It and that's it got it got me hyped for it. And you know, I can I can be I usually can see through little trailer deceptions here and there and everything. But this gave a, a good representation, but it didn't really show what the movie was about, or it showed things, but it it made you think it was about something else. But we can get on that more later on. Um, yeah, because we don't want to talk these. about a yeah. whole intro of, and, of well, I mean, this first movie. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know, okay. we, we, we'll, we'll, I, I, I wanted to dive into Adam Sandler a bit. Sorry, I don't Joe mind. Biden. I don't mind diving into a bit because there's less to say about Happy Gilmore. Yeah. There's less to say even about the Wedding Singer. Yeah. As you go on with the movies, there's more to say about the characters <laughs> in it. Um, but yeah, 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 but there's less of a story here, and it's more yeah, well, mainly about for, jokes and yeah. vulgar circumstances. I mean, this and this movie and Billy Madison were just kind of a setup for his career, I think, in a way. Right. Uh, before we get into it, though, the last one, Hubie Halloween, came out this past Halloween on Netflix. I liked it. I I liked it. Was it. Right. You know, I, I get it. It's 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 not the best Adam Sandler <laughs> movie uh, by far, um, and I get that it's it could be corny or cheesy. Here's the thing, though. It was filmed in Salem. It so the 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 locations they were at were absolutely amazing. It, oh gosh, I mean, I wish I lived in a town yeah. like that. You know, it it's such All a beautiful four seasons kind of situation. Yeah, and they, they yeah. get into the the, the like Small the entire towns, yeah. town is decorated, and and yeah. you know, Adam Sandler said, you know, we all brought our families and we all stayed there for you know a couple months while we filmed. You know, yeah. and, and the whole town was all decorated up and. Yeah, it gave a good sense of it, and it brought together the romantic leads from this movie again. <laughs> Julie Bowen, who was in this movie, uh, was in uh, Hubie Halloween, and for some reason, uh, her name in this was Virginia, Virginia Bennett. Um, That's so weird because because I I want to say I felt like I totally forgot that she was the same girl. And Modern the, Family. The, well, not Modern Family, but Hubie Halloween yeah. as, as this one. I was like, 
I didn't even think about it until just now. As soon as I saw the up, trailer, I was like, I was like hey, they were together in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, her, her name's stuff. Virginia. And, That's and what I just one. said that. Did you really? <laughs> You're ignoring. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to find it, and you know, I, I can't multitask. So, like, right before you said I, that, I was I'm like, no, her, Virginia, her name was Virginia Bennett. So, yeah, so her, na- her name in this one, uh, played by Julie Bowen, and then obviously her most, probably her most famous thing she's done is uh, Claire Dunphy uh, in Modern <laughs> Family and everything. Oh, yeah. She's, she's a phenomenal actress because... You know, her face, the faces she pulls. Yeah. Not so much in this movie, but in Modern Family, yeah. the the frustrated or whenever she's dealing with uh, Phil Dunphy. <laughs> she loves her husband, be- but like, she realizes he's an idiot. Phil is obviously the best part of that yeah. show because yeah. he's such an idiot. And uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of best parts of that show. I mean, I don't know. To me, every Phil, single is, person. Phil is the, the best part of that. He's the reason I watch this show. Sophia Vergara, I don't know, I don't if know I, man. She's, she's funny. She's hilarious. But, yeah, and she's probably, I would say, right there, you know, yeah. like the second best part of the show yeah. or whatever. Or the but youngest me, daughter, too, is, is pretty funny, too. Ariel, uh, what is her name? Uh, I never liked something. her. Uh, I, I think the, the, the older sister was funnier because she she played stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> the other one, the younger daughter, she was like, you know, she she She's snarky. She, she had a couple snarky. funny parts yeah. where she would look at the camera like, "My sister's so stupid" or something <laughs> like that, and that was fine. But she was reacting to somebody else being funny. Yeah, you know, and that was the only thing that would. She wasn't. You know, I. I've talked about this before. There's a difference between producing comedy and reacting. Okay. So, like, you're the one being funny, or the only reason you're funny is, is the way you react to something funny. Okay. And I think we talked about this, like, um, John Cusack. Like, he's in movies with funny people, but he's yeah. always, like, this moody, straight guy. Yeah. He's not a jokey, funny type of guy. Yeah. He reacts to other funny people in the thing, and that's how his comedy Well, like, prime example on that one is, like, the, the Hot Tub Time Machine, where, you know, every other character is Never hilarious. Really? Every other character is hilarious except for John Cusack. You I know could I mean? not he, he bring plays more of a. He try now. Some of the stuff he does is pretty funny, but for all in all, all, all three of the Craig Robinson, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I never. I, I couldn't bring myself to watch a movie called Hot Tub Time Machine. It's now awesome. that being said, since then I've seen reviews on it and different people talk about it, and it seems like it's like yes, it has a B movie title. Yeah, but. It is actually very smart. It is. It is. So I, I do got to get around to watching it. It's just uh, when it first came out, I'm like, no, I'm not watching a movie called Hot Tub Time Machine. But anyways, um, so yeah, it was kind of cool to see those two together in, in Hubie Halloween. And they had an interview about it where they're talking and, you know, talking about remembering about Happy Gilmore and all this. And, you know, Julie Bowen just talks to another one of these people that has nothing but nice things to say about Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler in real life. Is completely opposite from from all accounts that we we've heard. Um, yeah, is completely opposite from his Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison uh, roles um, <clears throat> because he's not, or you know, some of the, the little bit of that peeking through in some of his other roles too. You know, he always has in some of his role, a lot of his roles, he has that underlying anger that's yeah. always there until he blows up and everything, or he's just kind of seething. Like, and, and he's kind of at- go to your home. <laughs> Have you noticed he's very he's mastered his fashion. In a sense that nobody ever dresses like that ever on, on the planet. We're talking the the white socks pulled up almost to the knees, okay? Jean shorts that are wor- worn around his waist for the most uh, better part. I never of it. saw the white and, socks pulled and, up. And, and the Timberlands that are not laced up. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got this whole thing where, like, he like I was showing Billy Madison. He did it. 
Well, I was showing our parents that that time when uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore came on Jimmy Fallon, and they sang this every ten years we'll fall in love and do a movie together, and every, and at the end he go he turned it into I can be the man who grows old with you, and you know made Drew Barrymore cry and everything. But I was showing them that clip, and uh, they're like, "Well, he's not very dressed up for it," and that's how he is. <laughs> yeah, he, he wears sweatpants, basket, basketball mean, shorts. And, my memory and, in of this movie was him wearing jeans the whole movie, but I had to double do a double take. He's wearing sweats, the yeah. sweatpants the whole yeah. movie, and I thought it was jeans because they kind of look like a jean color yeah. or whatever. But but yeah, I mean, he pulls this look off. He doesn't care. Well, like Eight Crazy Nights, you know, even the animated version, the animated, yeah, the yeah, it's that look. Unlaced. It's that short hair. Because yeah. when he grows it out long, it gets real curly and stuff. Yeah. Like an '80s rock fan, you know, like an '80s like hair band rock fan. You know, he almost dresses like As Little Nicky showed us. Yeah, yeah, or like Nirvana. You know that that grunge. He's very you know grunge style as far as his movies. Now, but yeah, I mean, you see him on the outside, and he again, like you were saying, he wears basketball shorts. You know, he nice even calls himself like schlubby. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't care. That, he doesn't and that, care. I think that term schlubby came from him too, Probably. because I've used it a couple times, and I feel like that's what I. Anyways, um, we can talk more about Adam Sandler. We got another four episodes after this to talk more about yeah. him if we want to. Um, him and Christopher McDonald were on a podcast um, uh, <laughs> not too long ago, actually, like a few weeks or a month ago or something like that. Uh, they're talking about doing a Happy Gilmore two, but having it do a senior tour yeah, with Happy yeah. and, and and Shooter, Shooter. being seniors yeah. and everything like that. Um, and when this turned a quarter of a month, a quarter of a century old last month, Happy uh, uh, Adam Sandler put out a video of him doing that, I saw the that. Happy yeah. Gilmore drive. Yeah, I watched that, and he actually did really well. And drove it really far, and they said, you know, pro golfers were like, "Look, his form is great. It looked like, and he, yeah. from what he was saying, he, he he knocked the crap out of it. And it's it's actually that swing has uh, it, it was proven to lengthen a pro golfer's drive by an average of thirty. Well, yards. yeah, because you're getting your bo- whole body behind it rather than you know staying stationary. You're taking basically it's like taking a running jump at something. It's not, and it, well, it's not just that. It's it's what they explained because they had a pro golfer come out, and not a, a lot of pro golfers want to try. No. So they, they asked a bunch, and they were like, nope, nope, no, because they want to be embarrassed if they can do yeah. it. So they got one pro golfer. I can't remember what his name is. Forgive me. But um, he did it. And you can find it on YouTube. It's really easy. But um, he did it, and he did it very well, and he did it over and over and over again. Yeah. So they averaged it. By average, he got 30 yards further than he usually does. Um, and it's because as they run up, they have they have more motion in their shoulders to bring it around and you know that's where a lot of the momentum uh, your whole body's driving towards your shoulders to yeah. bring your swing around yeah. and they said that's where you're getting that a little bit of extra oomph yeah. however people are like why doesn't why don't they use it yeah the accuracy <laughs> sucks sure. really I'm bad sure. because if you're off by like i think like a, a something like a millimeter or a couple centimeters or something like that yeah. Um, when your your club makes contact, it can it can you know mess it up by a degree of you know ten degrees or more right. you know slice or a hook or whatever. Right. So, you know, just accuracy suffers with that and everything. But you know, it's pretty cool. You know, they're talking about maybe doing another one. They, there's been a lot of buzz over it the last month or so. You know, with him yeah. doing the the driving. Uh, Christopher McDonald said he's down to do it. Let's do it. Let's well, do this it. is what your tour. This is what he was famous for. Christopher McDonald. Yes, this, this is his what, most what famous brought. role. But like he got first known in like Thelma and Louise, right? But but in the, I feel in a sense that you know like people 
our age, you know, which we're not much younger than them, you know, well, than Adam Sandler, that is. But, you know, it's still the the thing is, is I think this is what kind of brought him to a, a newer audience. Right. In a way. Okay, so before we get into Christopher McDonald, uh, Happy Gilmore's movie came out in 1996. It was directed by Dennis Dugan. Uh, the writers were uh, Tim Hurley and Adam Sandler. So these are a writing team. Yeah. This is Adam Sandler's writing partner, and they've done yeah. a lot of stuff together. Um, it stars uh, uh, Adam Sandler as Happy Gilmore, Christopher McDonald as Shooter McGavin. Uh, it stars Julie Bowen as uh, Virginia Bennett. And it also stars uh, Francis Bay as Grandma. Uh uh, Carl Weathers is in it. Uh, Alan Covert, Bob Barker, of course. Uh, Dennis Dugan has a, a, a cameo in it. Uh, Kevin Nealon from Saturday Night Live awesome. is also in it, and Weed's fame. Um, so, like I said, this movie came out in 1996. It, was a, it came out a year after Billy Madison. He was doing pretty well of that. Uh, not with Siskel and Ebert, but he was doing pretty well right. with the general audience and everything. Um, and, and then this movie came out. Now, when this movie was in production, they talked to Christopher McDonald. Yeah. And they said, um, you know, hey, we want you to come do this. And he's like, ah, you know, he turned it down twice. One of it, one of it, because he wanted to go spend some time with family, I think, yeah. or something like that. But there's, I think he was tired also. I, this, this is just what I heard. He was tired of playing the jackass. Yeah. And now this role cemented him (laughs) forever as the jackass. Yeah. So, you know, he was tired of it and uh, he goes, I'll take it. You know, after he got together with Adam and they looked over the script and, you know, kind of reworked a couple things, then he was willing to do it and everything. Adam Sandler said, he goes, I think he didn't like it because in real life, you know, Christopher McDonald could kick my ass. (laughs) And he didn't like the the fact that I was intimidating him in this movie. Well, and the thing is, too, is I, I believe Christopher McDonald, I think he's also... Uh, he went on after this movie, and he he was also actually a golfer. You know, I'm not saying he's a professional, but he was actually a golfer probably before and during and after this movie, you know? Yeah, and what I wanted to say about that was that... Because um, uh, he looks so natural playing golf in this movie, right? Yeah. Like, like, he seemed like he belonged there. You know, I mean, r- granted, Adam Sandler didn't, and that was the whole point. Well, and Adam Sandler, I think he got into golfing with this and everything. After it, because yeah, it, it, it he's say, a golfer now. Yeah, well, not like did, a professional. Right, right, right. And it did say before this movie that he was a horrible golfer and a horrible hockey, hockey player. player. Could not play yeah, either it sports. It was his friend that liked hockey. Yeah, but. well, because his, his, he's known for playing basketball. You know, that's Adam Sandler's sport. I didn't right know there. that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know he plays it in, like, Chuck and Larry. Yeah, but he does all these, you know, like, these uh, tournaments and stuff like that for charity and stuff like that. But he, I mean, you look at a lot of the movies he's in, he plays basketball. You know, and 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 but that's his sport from what from what I I heard. You know, it's not football. It's not. You He's know, good at dodgeball too. Yeah. <laughs> when he was pegging all those kids, because I will say to set this movie up, I I watched Billy Madison first. Okay, and then I watched this movie because I wanted to be able to discuss both on here. Now I didn't make it too far into Billy Madison uh, because I think I'd just seen it so much when we were younger. By the time I got halfway through, it, I was like, okay, I've seen the rest of this. I know yeah. what goes on and everything. Um, but but it does it does introduce us to that that weird uh, what did he call it like the uh, weird Irish family you know with the the red hair uh, uh, O'Doyle 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 rules it, it does it does bring and you, in, and you hear that later on yeah in other because movies. this is this is the this is these two movies Billy Madison and Adam Sandler mostly I think uh, uh, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore sorry but uh, I, I feel like Happy Gilmore was the real introduction to Adam Sandler's world. 
And you know what I mean by that is getting the same kind of actors, bringing in characters from, you know, like for instance, you got Ben Stiller in this care in this one, and he was also in Hubie, yeah, and this the the most recent one he did. So, you know, it's well, it, they just did a movie together too, him and Adam Sandler, where they were brothers. Was that Sandy Sandy Drexler or whatever? Yeah, it's I think so. But but the thing is, is he's playing the same Ben Stiller's playing the same character he played in Happy Gilmore is that he played in Hubie Halloween. They, they both played uh, the the nurse. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Now, the, what I was thinking was was the Meyer uh, Meyerowitz Meyerowitz stories. Okay. Stories. <laughs> okay, let me try to say this. Meyer, as in Mike Meyer. Uh huh. Owitz. So that's what I'm Owitz. trying to say. Meyerowitz. 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 That's. Uh, it's weird. But Meyerowitz stories came out in 2017, and it had Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, and uh, and Ben Stiller was yeah. in it. But yeah, um, yeah, and and it's funny because Ben Stiller he played the the orderly, yeah, uh, the abusive orderly, but he didn't take credit for it. I don't know if it was because he had done he had been in Hollywood doing yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't take a credit. I don't know if he was just kind of like a cool little Hollywood thing. I'm not gonna take or, credit. He or, might know Adam Sandler. They might be good friends or something. You yeah, know? and they might, and that might have been the thing. But you would still think he would have taken a credit because you know you you get certain credits through you know the Film Actors Guild and different things like that. L- little side note on that. I, I was reading something about uh, Bob Marley. You know, uh, No Woman, No Cry. He dedicated. He uh, basically gave the writing rights to a soup kitchen in Jamaica. And this soup kitchen, that way, basically, this soup kitchen will always stay be open no ma- and be funded because by no woman, no cry. Royalty check. L- little little side fact that's that I, cool. I read about. So, but that's but that's what, what I'm saying do. is is you know I kind of feel like some of these actors do some of these films for certain other actors. You know, if like if if a, an actor's pi- you know pioneering it, and they're not going to take credit necessarily for anything because you know Ben Stiller at that point was kind of on a high in his career. You know, and so. You know, he probably didn't want to take anything away from Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler, this was like his second movie. So he was just kind of, you know, second real, real movie. But that, you know, he's trying to get off, get a foothold there. Maybe he didn't want to take any credit to be, you know, getting in the way. And speaking of that, Alan Covert, who played Otto, the bum. Yeah. With the beard and stuff. This is the this is the movie that kicked off that tradition. Right. Yeah. Because Alan Covert was in it. And if you guys don't recognize that name, Alan Covert, he was the lead guy in Grandma's Boy. He was Grandma's Boy. The one that was without the beard. Like, yeah. (laughs) What did he say? He's like, I want you to sit on my face. That's like, uh, by the way, this is not the main character of the movie that said this. No, this is, no, that's he was on like I can't remember what his name got is. Robot he was like legs. on bones yeah. and stuff, yeah. and it's like no, he's, 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 a, he's a hilarious actor. I mean, he he could probably get away with playing Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I yeah, feel like you know, but but Alan Covert, yeah, he was that guy from Grandma's Boy, and he's in like let's say every Adam Sandler movie, uh-huh. or at least every Happy Madison. Production. And you have to know he he helps. You know, this is this is this is a guy that that I was talking about earlier. That this is, I think, this was a kickoff to Adam Sandler's world. Meaning, meaning him, him, him being in almost every one of his movies. I mean, you go watch, you go watch like Little Nicky. And all the main characters in that show are in every single one of his movies. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just, this is the Adam Sandler world. You know, he, he sucked in uh, uh, Drew Barrymore into it. And so now Drew Barrymore is a part of, and we'll talk about that in later episodes, but, you know, she's part of the Adam she Sandler is, world, She is, and, like, you know, it really started with, I guess, Waterboy yeah. and Big Daddy is when you had the multiple people. So yeah. you, you had the Alan Covert, um, but you also had, uh, let's see, like, who played... Uh, 
who who was in Big Daddy? Uh, Peter Dante. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, I was like, yeah, man. He talks well, like that. And what what movie is he called Dante? Is it uh, Grandma's Boy that he's Dante? It could be Grandma's I think, Boy. I think it is. But one of the, his characters is he like is when he is a stoner and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's, <laughs> he buys a lion. He yeah, buys. when he's like. Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> but I mean, then you have the other guy, Jonathan uh, Jonathan uh, Lofren, and he's like, eh, he's that one. That's like, hey, happy, you know? Or you know, obviously he's not happy well, no and, more. And but you know, he's remember a, he played one of the the in the Longest Yard. He played one of the uh, the the uh, cops. Well, yeah, but him and that him and that yeah, like this yeah. guy, they they played the two rockers in Little Nicky. Yes, you know, the two yes. rockers that were like following Nicky yeah. around and everything. And they also, I think they played a couple in Big Daddy. Weren't yes. they married? Or yes, something they, like were. That? Yeah. they were. So, and, and of course, you know, I don't know if that, how that movie would play nowadays because they'd kiss and, and Adam Sandler would be like, oh, <laughs> you know, he'd be all like weirded out by it. So, yeah, and then he I, don't, I don't know if that, and, uh, Chuck and good, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Now, maybe that was making up for that or something Probably like that. So, but, so. but you know, Adam Sandler, you know, the way he comes out, he makes fun of people in a way that he's really making fun of himself, you know, and, and, and in this movie, he, or he does it in a way that. where everybody's like, you know, it gives him a pass. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, like you're like, okay, in this movie, he tries extra, uh, again, we're going to actually talk about this movie now, Yeah. but, uh, you know, he goes and he's a hockey player. He's, right. he, he was he, working with his grandpa, teach him how to play hockey in the streets or whatever else like that, you know? And so, you know, that's his love of hockey and he's always wanted to be a hockey star. And he, he has to know he is that bad at hockey, you know, because his anger is, is what kills him every time. I and mean, he can't even skate mind you, you know, and, and, and I mean, he's just trying to take a picture here. They're just trying to take a picture and the guy cannot even sit up straight. So it's like, he has to know how bad he is at hockey. Now, granted, he's got a great slap shot, but he has to know how bad he is. But yet he denies that every single step of the way, you know, up until, up until he starts making some real money and, and being successful at golf. He, he still wants to be a hockey player, and he tells everybody about it. Yeah, and he keeps going on about it. And and that's the thing about this movie. You know, we're going to try to talk about the plot, but there's really not much of it. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's a plot, and, and I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just say there's a plot, but, you know, it's a lot of, like, funny bits and jokes and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, there's a plot that's driving towards, but um, there's not a lot of huge stakes. So... <clears throat> No. I would say out of all the ones that we're talking about, this is the least effective of all the movies yeah. that, that we're going to be talking about because it's it's just something you put on and laugh, yeah. right? There's no real sticks. You're not worried about anything because it has yeah. some serious bits, yeah. but ultimately it has no believable stakes because, yeah. you know, he gets the, half, the girl halfway through the movie. Yeah. That's done with. Yep. And she's with him. She's yeah. behind him. They're on the same page. Half, you know, my endless love plays. They're together. Endless <laughs> love. My love. My <laughs> With the tear coming down. <laughs> the uh, Zamboni driver just sitting there but, singing and, along with that. Okay, b before we forget, I'm going to bring this up just so that we don't forget about this. But let's talk about his uh, music choices in a little bit. Okay. okay? okay yeah. I don't want to forget yeah, that. No, no, no. We're definitely going to talk about that. But So he gets the girl halfway through the movie. The bad guy is so horribly unlikable that there's no way he could win. Nobody right? likes him. Nobody, nobody, nobody really likes, likes him. him. And it's not like, like he's really good at what he does. He's a yeah. very good golfer yeah. and stuff. But nobody likes him. Yeah, and, and he's that, and I'm going to get into more about Adam, who Adam Sandler or who Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin yeah. are now and who maybe they used to be or whatever. Yeah. But um, so he's so horrible, unlikable, there's no way that he could win. And before the climax, 
before the end of the movie or the climax of the movie, before that last shot, that last hole or whatever, um, the person that he's doing all this for, Grandma, says, it doesn't matter. I don't need the yeah. house. You know, it's just it's just a house. I, I like, got, I got, you have said that earlier? Yeah, so all the stakes are gone. Yeah. Then. And yeah. so, like, nothing, and I think they still had a hole or two left. To, to shoot and everything, so so all the stakes are gone by by the yeah. time you get to the climax in the movie. So it's just a kind of a one of these like you know he's going to come up. So it's, it's just about enjoying the jokes or catching the jokes because there's a lot of them that that might fly yeah. by you and yeah. stuff. Um, the price that's, that's is what, wrong, <laughs> Bob. That's what that says in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. I don't think it says Bob. No, not the movie. But yeah, that's the point that I wanted to get at um, with 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 the stakes of this movie and that there's not much. And so it's not one of these movies that it's hard to break down. Like, what do you think would happen if this character did, you know, like we usually do, or why do you think that this character, because it's a continuation character. I feel like, you know, and and, and for his, you brought something up really cool. Just a minute ago. I'm going to ask you about it. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's, it's a continuation of, of a singular character. I, I kind of feel like every single one of Adam Sandler's characters from you know Billy Madison on is almost like this like a personality of Adam Sandler. Okay, so that being said, you know there's a theory, and you know Quentin Tarantino's kind of all but confirmed it. Yeah, or has at least said, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, um, that all of Quentin Tarantino's movies take place in the same universe. Yeah, <clears throat> right. I heard that too. because uh, Adam or uh, John Travolta's name in Pulp Fiction. Uh, he has. He's the brother of the guy in uh, Kill Bill, who's an assassin. Uh-huh. Not Bill, but the other dude yeah. that's in all of Quentin Tarantino. I can't forget, I forget his name. Mike. Uh, he played Mr. Blonde in yeah. Reservoir Dogs. But um, so they're brothers, yeah. apparently, and they have ancestor because he uses the same last names back in the Django movies and uh-huh. Hateful Eight, yeah. which those take pl- take place over a hundred years ago. So and some of those have the same last name. So people are saying that you know this these. So, would you say that all Adam Sandler movies, or at least all Happy Madison movies with Adam Sandler as the lead, take place in the same universe, and it's a world where there's a bunch of people that look like Adam Sandler, but they're different people, Yeah, and that everything's connected, and the same thing with all the extras that are in there, you know, because I think we have have Rob Schneider in... Started in the Waterboy, you can do it. But I think he said it in one or Several, two other yeah. movies. And I know Adam Sandler went into the Animal, was it? Yeah, and, and he a, was can, the you yeah. can do it character. So I mean, that's happened a couple times. Drew Barrymore has been in this a couple yep. times. So do you think this is like a world where it has like multiple realities? Like maybe it's it's Adam Sandler it's playground. Like like he's in a virtual reality and he gets to be somebody else or something like that. But it's all interconnected somehow. Well, funny people I think kind of confirm that in a way. What do you mean? With, with with Seth Rogen talking about all his different films and idolizing him and and you know how how similar all these films oh. were in ridiculousness. Yeah, but he was kind of playing he was playing a version of himself. Right, know? right, yeah, right. But what I'm saying is it was kind of like. Uh, you know him seeing. You know I kind of bring back to go back to Freddy Krueger. You know where where, uh, you know they're they're a movie inside of a movie, and it's very believable that these characters are the actual real actors. You know where where he's the same way in that sense. You know I, I kind of feel like like he like you know how in the Freddy Krueger movie, right? The the one where where it's literally the director Wes Craven is actually in the movie, but New Freddy's, Nightmare, New Nightmare, yeah. <laughs> 
and it came it's, out in 94 I think it's kind of like that where it's like a it's you know a world inside a world inside a world inside a world and you know continuation of his personality and his you know it's almost like he had a mental break and we're watching so it like, happen. So you're like, Billy Madison is a movie in the Happy Gilmore world. Yeah, yeah. And then Happy Gilmore is a movie in, say, Bulletproof world. Yeah. And so it just keeps going out yeah. and we're eventually going to see the real Adam Sandler. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be <laughs> just some like some broken person that lives in a trailer park, know. you know, and um, he drinks 40s every single day. You know what I mean? But I, I, I feel like, but that's what makes his movie so great I think you know I mean is, is he can take the same type of character the same type of personality that just in your face that Nicolas Cage type of acting is the way I'm you know it's just that that's his niche and that you know? being said let's get into that okay um, so okay he's very violent in Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore has got violence and anger issues. Wedding Singer as well. Now, he has those in Wedding Singer, yeah. but they started to fade away a bit, yeah. and you saw he was more of a nice guy. Because he's Like, the up. anger came out, yep. right? Um, Big Daddy, he was just kind of a laid-back dude, but he has those explosive moments. Yeah. So, this movie, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, he was more explosive and angry and had yeah. little moments of sweetness. Yeah. Whereas in the rest of the movie, he was mostly sweet, and he had little outburst of anger yeah. and it was always under the surface and everything so <clears throat> Siskel and Ebert reviewed this movie um, and uh, Siskel made the uh, the comment that Adam Sandler has a sweetness to him yeah. um, uh, but he's making a mistake playing characters like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore who have all the rage and anger and that he should rely more on his sweetness because that's where he, you know, that's what he was in, in Saturday Night yeah, Live, yeah, all this kind that. of stuff, yeah. the innocence or whatever, because he's extremely likable when he's being a yeah. sweet, laid back guy or a nice guy or whatever. Um, so he should rely on more of his more of his sweetness is what he was saying. And, you know, Ebert said uh, on the Billy Madison review that uh, he would. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. But from then on. After Happy Gil, after Cisco made that comment, and Happy Gilmore, starting with the wedding singer and everything after that, he lost that acerbic edge, yeah, and was more of a sweet guy, but still had the anger a bit because that was like his shtick. You know, he was yeah. funny when he'd yell and scream yeah. and everything, yeah, yeah. but. You know, movies like The Wedding Singer, Big Daddy, you know, he, he applied that. So I wonder if maybe he was listening to Siskel and Ebert or maybe somebody else is saying, like, look, these are the biggest reviewers in the world. And they're saying, you know, you should rely on this. Maybe that's a good idea. Or, you know, maybe it was just something that a lot of people saw. Like, look, you need to tone down the anger a little bit because these movies got him on the map. Yeah. But they weren't his... Okay, they're no, they're, no. they're very iconic. Well, they're well, very iconic. But he he's yeah. done better movies, and you can see the prime example of him using that that sweetness that he's talking about in Fifty First States. Right in that movie, you see the sweetness and what he's and and the way that Adam Sandler is. He's not as explosive at all. You know what I mean? In that movie, uh, where this wedding movie singer, is just, he was a really sweet guy yeah. until. It all was yeah <laughs> until I got a little liquor in right it. right no it, it just with with this one in particular and anger management yeah I well, mean that was like that was autobiographical yeah. maybe or something <laughs> but no I mean and the guy I think Adam Sandler is is always been kind of the one where he he doesn't cross the line but he gets he hugs it yeah but so it, it just seemed like there was a switch after these two yeah, movies yeah right well, and, and, and and with this one he just seemed or at least the ratio switched yeah, yeah. from sweet guy and angry right well and, and and with this one he he seemed like he 
he understood the progression of where his life needed to go because, you know, his grandma was depending on him and she was always depending on him. And, you know, she raised him and, you know, he got his love from hockey, from his from his grandfather. And, you know, you know, he gets like you said, there's no real, real plot plot, you know, twists so much. I mean, you see a lot of it coming you, halfway through the movie. He's very he's successful at that point. You know, he could probably buy, buy his grandmother a very nice one or two bedroom house. What happened point. to the grandma storyline? Well, what happened to that? Because I think they. I what think, was the point of that? If you're not gonna like have happy, just kick that dude's ass at the end. Well, because I, what happened to that whole storyline? I mean, it's like she got out. I don't know if she got out to just come see him golf, and then she was out for good. Like there was never any kind of repercussions for the guy that was like putting these old people in a sweatshop making blankets and stuff. Well, maybe that's another thing that Ben Stiller said. Hey, you know, I, I want to kind of get away with this, you know, or or maybe hey, put me in another movie as this character. I, I don't know. I had never thought about it though, and I was watching it this time, and I was like, okay, I got to analyze this. I'm looking. I'm like, wait, what happened to the that storyline? Yeah. What happened to that thread? They just they just lost it. Maybe it just got too dark there for a minute. You know, where, either that or like they sweatshop just, working grandmother. Like you, you can know? only get like pull two jokes from it, and they did. You know, with him. Him, like dragging well, his reality. thumb across his th- yeah. throat and everything, but then it's like, okay, well, it's not funny anymore. So then they just dropped it, and then and then and and, and then having the grandmother fall out the window, and then the other grandmother, you know, it was that was a little Mr. bit. Mr. I've got to feel like she me. wasn't she in any other of his movies. She might have been. She seems kind of familiar, but but, but uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of like Meredith, you know, where Meredith got hit by <laughs> Steve Carell's character. He's like Meredith was hit by a car. What? What happened this morning in the parking lot? I took her to the hospital and the doctors tried to save her life. They did the best that they could. And she is going to be okay. What is wrong with you? Why did you have to phrase it like that? So she's really going to be fine? Yes. She has a slight pelvical fracture, but uh, people have survived far worse. Thank God you were there. Yeah. Did you see who did it? No need. We can just check the security tapes. Yeah. Kind of a good news, bad news there. I was able to be on the scene so quickly because I was in the car that hit her. Who was driving? Oh, Michael. One day Michael came in complaining about a speed bump on the highway. I wonder who he ran over then. <laughs> but that's, you know, when Michael hit her, it kind of reminded me of the same situation, you know, because it was like the overreaction. But, yeah. but it's, you know, you're right. It was just kind of like, but that's just Adam Sandler for you. He's I just got thought it was a little slapstick stuff happening all throughout the movie. I just thought it was weird that these two movies came out and they're very particular angry characters. And after this, he brought a lot more of his sweetness in and let the, let the anger be more bubbling under the surface, yeah. but not only bringing it out, which is what he should be doing. He was doing the ah loud and screaming yeah. and angry thing the entire movie, yeah. like in Billy Madison. And then he'd be sweet for Veronica. What's her name? Um, and so- Sonia, oh Sonia buddies. <laughs> If it wasn't for Drew Barrymore, she would be my favorite out of his romantic. But she really did stop doing she movies after a while. She was absolutely gorgeous, though. But I mean, really, what one of these rare? Well, anyways, yeah. we can get into that. But 
I just thought it was interesting that that change, you know, Ebert said on the Billy Madison review, he's like, you know, Adam Sandler's never going to be a leading man. He said, maybe he's just going to be a villain or a side character that people laugh at, but he'll never be a leading man. So I guess they he were was kind of wrong. I guess he was wrong considering uh, Adam Sandler's huge career being a leading man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, this character, Happy Gilmore, he's based on uh, Kyle. A, it's a friend of um, of Adam Sandler's. He was a childhood friend. Um, and he could drive the ball far. He was a uh, hockey player, and uh, he uh, he went. He used to go to the driving range with Adam Sandler's dad. Adam Sandler's dad used to like to to play golf, and uh, so they go there, and uh, and he'd hit the ball like this. He did the little running start and and smack the ball. And Adam Sandler's dad would just be like, "Man, these hockey players, they they can hit." <laughs> and so it was assumed that just because he's a hockey player, he's got this strong shot. Or whatever. Yeah. Even though the way you hold a hockey stick is completely uh, uh, um, way far away from, you know, the yeah. technique of holding a yeah. golf club or whatever. But, I mean, I guess the power of a swing or whatever, a slap shot or whatever, using those shoulders. I don't know. But, anyway, that's how, that's how uh, Adam Sandler got the idea for this movie is because of his friend Kyle, who used to just smack the crap out of the ball and drive it so far. So, I did like I did I did like Adam Sandler's uh, putter in this movie though. Yeah, and you, did you know that they actually made a limited run of those that you that pop up really? on eBay every once in a while that you can buy or on golf forums or whatever. But uh, who did it? Was it Life Flight? Or, I can't I can't remember what the golf company was that did it, but they did a limited run because they made this for the movie, I guess, and then they did a, li a very limited run of them. And it'd be kind of interesting to get one of those, but yeah, I'm sure they to. cost like $20,000 or something. I mean, you could probably make your own. Really. I'm sure you could. I mean, I'm sure you got, um, uh, uh, you know, people that work with metals and yeah, steel yeah. and stuff like that, that that could do that. But anyways, um, I guess we should, real quick, Ben Stiller, Hal-El, do you think that had any correlation to Superman Kal-El? Because his name was Hal-El? I mean, you know... <laughs> I don't know if Ben Stiller's a big well, I, Superman I, fan I or whatever. I think he is, or either Adam Sandler might be, actually, too. You know, he just kind of seems like he'd be the type that liked comic books or something. Yeah. You know? Well, before we get into the most popular part of the movie, um, real quick, I wanted to say about Christopher McDonald. He passed twice because he was, you know, sick of playing a jackass and everything. Um, so what he did, though, is right before he did take this role, uh, he did a golf tournament with his friend Detlef Schrempf. Do you know who Detlef Schrempf is? No. He was on the Supersonics, and he was also in the Mavs. Uh, I don't know what position he played, uh -huh. but um, but he was a basketball player in the, in the Supersonics, um, uh, more specifically or whatever. But uh, Detlef Schrempf was a uh, – and he's, he's German. That's It's a, it's a name uh, from Germany or whatever. But he yeah, was a friend of Christopher McDonald's, and they won a tournament together. Okay. And if you don't know, the only reason I know – because as soon as I was watching an interview with Christopher McDonald about this, and he said Detlef Schrempf, and I immediately knew who he was talking about. Yeah. And the only reason I know who Detlef Schrempf is is because there's a song by one of my favorite bands of all time called Band of Horses. And uh, they called. They named a, a song called "Detlef Shrimp." Now, when they were writing it, they didn't know what they were going to call it, and it has nothing to do with the basketball player. Yeah. But uh, it's it's he he was uh, the 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 singer that was writing the song. He happened to be watching uh, a basketball game or something where he saw the name "Detlef Shrimp," and he just put it in there just to to have a name for it. And yeah. he was going to change it later, and it never changed. So take it as a song or a lesson to. Oh 
that's the only reason. So now uh, they they left it, and so now Detlef Schrempf is forever immortalized <laughs> in music as well yeah. as 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 basketball. So I thought that was kind of like a fun little um, fun little tidbit. And I'd like to introduce anybody I can to Band of Horses because they're awesome. Yeah, didn't they sing that song with Fear on Fear with Mark Wahlberg for some reason? Which song? They're talking about wild horses. Yeah, no, right. that was the Sundays, That's and right. they were covering the the Rolling Stones. Wild so, horses. Yeah, wild horses was a Rolling Stones song. That uh, I don't know why bang. I thought that. Yeah, but uh, but no. Uh, so to get to the most popular part of the movie, Bob Barker fighting <laughs> Adam Sandler. Okay, this is like one of the most iconic things. It really is. I think it would have paid off more if they would have kept this out of the trailer. Because I looked at these old trailers, and it's a huge part of the trailer. It's right yeah. at the end when they're fighting, and he's like, "The price is wrong." And then, mm-hmm. of course, they replace yeah. what he actually says with Bob. But um, and then you know, it shows him grabbing him by the neck and everything. I mean, they show a good portion of the fight in yeah. the trailer, and I'm like, you know, that would have benefited. It would have been funnier if nobody was expecting it. Like you see Bob Barker, and he's like, "Oh," and then like maybe Bob Barker makes fun of him a little bit, but that's all that happens. But then you wait until you get to the movie, and suddenly they're like, he's like beat the crap out of each other well you know this won an award right it won the very first best fight award at the mtv music awards that the, the, they never had a category for best fight but then after this movie they came <laughs> they up with it and they won the they won the they best fight to. award they had to but you know it's an it's an iconic thing you know they were going to to shoot it and they brought in the uh the stuntman and Barb Barker goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I know how to fight. He got he trained under Chuck Norris. And sure enough, he was a student of Chuck Norris, um, the most badass man on the planet. Yeah. Um, who trained under uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. But yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those things where uh, uh, yeah, he was he was they were ready to go with the stunt man. He's like, nah. So it well, you didn't even do it, his own like fighting stunts, but like all the stunts he did himself. Yeah. yeah. And he was what seventy something at this yeah. at this point. And uh, so, I mean, like, you got the rolling around and the, the, the falling down from the punches and stuff. That was so, all so Bob Barker. Was this was this an Adam Sandler decision, do you think? Or I, I think it was. Yeah, because they wanted Ed McMahon okay. to begin with. And Ed McMahon goes, I think he read the script and was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I that. think Bob Barker is actually a golfer, too, right? He probably is. Yeah. But, you know, he had said he had won this thing the year before. Yeah. So maybe it was making reference to him playing golf a lot or yeah. something. I don't know. But I know that he's a tough guy. He's a bad, bad man yeah. you don't want to tussle with yeah, <laughs> and everything. And uh, just recently, uh, it was either this year or last year, on Comedy Central, uh, Adam Sandler and Bob Barker recreated that. Bob Barker just yeah. had surgery or something. He was in the hospital, and Adam Sandler came in there, and they started talking crap to each other. <laughs> and then I think, like, at, by the end of it, like, he's, he's like beaten Adam Sandler again and he pours like his bedpan over <laughs> Adam Sandler's head and everything and he's like oh that's disgusting he goes you ate too much fucking asparagus today, asparagus today Bob <laughs> well have you noticed you know with, with, with Adam Sandler's type of comedy right he doesn't really touch on like touchy subjects you know I mean it's, it's almost like I said he makes fun of himself throughout they'll, all these movies they'll maybe touch on the subjects you know, we don't go too far with it. Yeah, because well, because like the uh, the gay thing, the the, mm-hmm. the gay couple in Big Daddy. Yeah. So, and we're gonna get into that more because uh, Big Daddy's on our list and everything. But you know, just for example, that is kind of touched upon. You see them kiss; it's not a big deal. But back then, it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know, it was it's kind of uh, not really risky, but. You know, you'd have a lot of people frowning down on judging that and different you things and like whatever. that. So, it's it's one of these things like, 
um, you know, he touched upon it and he kind of made a gross gesture. Yeah. And so that would maybe appease some of the ones that don't like it. Yeah. But the fact that they kept it in the movie and that they were a couple, that would appease the ones that did support it. And so I don't know. It like you said, you know, he's very middle of the road. Very, very not right. nothing too controversial. A lot of potty humor, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Whereas he's, he he's basically a a uh, a uh, a fart joke comedian. One he, of these people that. Like just, anybody with any political yeah. slant can can find some kind of humor, yeah, in, even yeah. if even if you're reverting back to your nine year old self to, to which find is that why humor. I think he's so successful too because he you know he he just pisses off everybody you know he just irritates everybody and and he goes after everybody there's nobody you know but I mean again he goes after himself more than any I, say, I think you're talking more about Trey Parker and Matt Stone now no no they go no, after I mean, everybody. oh I know that but what I'm saying is like it's it's always equal you know into the sense that he doesn't go too far on on, on one group of people or, or whatever or, t- or subject, you know, he just kind of touches them all, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and gets into every single one of them. And, and it's, that's why I think he's so successful for one, because he knows he's not this Academy award winning, um, type movies that, that, that they put out just to win an award. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying by that? Like, you know, there's people that put out movies just to win awards, right? There's people that put out movies for everyone's enjoyment, like Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? He, he just puts out movies, not, not to, you know, I'm sure he's won uh, quite a few awards. I know he's won quite a few awards, but he doesn't do it for the awards, you know? And, and it doesn't even seem like he does it for the money so much because I mean, again, he, you know, this is his job, but he doesn't wear, you know, spends his money on million dollar clothes and things like that. You know what, what I mean? Saying, man. He's just just an everyday guy, you know, and, and, and he's so, not only the actor, but he's producing all his movies. He's yes. Even at least earlier in the career was doing the writing. And yeah. Stuff. So, I mean, and, and he's got to be worth a lot. He carries all these people on his shoulder. I mean, you know, even even, um, you know, uh, what was it? Terry Crews. Saying some real, there's a Kevin whole, James too. Yeah, Kevin James, but Terry Crews. I mean, you can read a story that Terry uh, that that uh, the video or whatever. I yeah, saw that with, with, with Terry, Terry Crews and and Adam Sandler and how basically you know Adam Sandler helped Terry Crews through so much. Well, I say he even said with. like being a better father and and, and yeah. husband and, yeah. and all that kind and of and all stuff. these other actors <laughs> that that really don't play. You know, that they're in Adam Sandler world. But they don't play in a lot of other movies unless it's with other characters in Adam Sandler world. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I and I say that rightly because, you know, the world that he's created for with all these actors and with all these movies and all this you know production work and everything else is just phenomenal. But I mean, like you said, you got Happy Madison. He's compared to any getting the, paid for yeah. for acting and writing. And then you yeah. get royalties from acting yeah. and writing and different things like. Well, that. compare him to some of the greats from Saturday Night Live. You know, like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. I mean, it's like. I'm kind he's of been able to adapt. Yeah, he he's been able to adapt, but it's not like, not great all the time. He's yeah. had a few misfires, but he he, always, he went to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he went the Dan Aykroyd route and not the Chevy Chase route. You know what I mean? As far as you know, being successful, That's probably a good way to put it. You, you know, because Dan Aykroyd, he's in every single kind of movie you can imagine: drama, well, Bill comedy, Murray was action, for a while Bill Murray. Too. You know, where Chevy Chase is pigeonholed into one certain type of acting is because. From you know, you hear stories, stuff that a lot of people don't want to work with him, but he only does certain things. You know what I mean? He he, his catalog is nowhere near Adam Sandler's or Dan Aykroyd's or Bill Murray's. And he always you know? make up for it because like like you have like Click and Rain Over Me, but then you have you know 
I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. You know, you got, then you got, you don't mess with the Zohan. Uh, bedtime stories are all right. But then you got funny people and grownups. And that yeah. was apparently pretty good. Jack yeah. and Joe came around. Oh, and that's my boy. A lot of people don't like yeah. that. But then you, you know, you come back with others. So, I mean, you eventually, he eventually comes back. It's not like it's flop out, like, like a, you know, not to call out any actors or anything, but a certain person that was in Gross Point Blank that we talked about who's kind of relegated yeah. to B-movies now and straight, yeah. to, straight to video movies and all that kind of stuff. So he always at least comes back. He, he's figured out how to adapt. He, he'll, he'll misstep, and then he'll adapt, and then he'll release something awesome. Yeah. So that's how I've always that's how I've always seen it. Um, do you remember the, uh, the uh, <laughs> jackass, that guy from the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where have you seen him before? Man, I used to... Watch him when I was a kid. I wonder if he you, played a vampire. What was it that he played a vampire back know. in the day? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, <sighs> I'm thinking about one one role in particular that he does. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if you if you think or if, if you know the role that I'm talking about. His name is uh, Joe Flaherty. Um, that's the actor. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember Follow That Bird? Yes. The Sesame, the Sesame Street, Street movie. movie that's he was it. one of the ones yeah. that captured Big Bird in the, the cage with the other dude. And uh, they kidnapped Big Bird. Yes, I That's still remember right. that from the 80s. No, I, I loved that movie when I was younger. Um, but he was in another movie, too. What, what was the other movie that he was in um, that was kind of popular? Or at least the role that was popular. Maybe it was the Back to the Future role or something. But let, let, You want to listen? I was looking up this when we were talking about this. But uh, the 10 most successful cast members from Saturday Night Live ranked. Okay, this is from uh, Screen Rant. Uh, number one is Adam Sandler. Number they're two, talking about Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Financially, yeah. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is on here. Uh, number number three, Bill. Uh, number four is Bill Murray. Number five is Will Ferrell. Number six is Chris Rock. Number seven, Mike Myers. And number eight, Dan Aykroyd. But one is Adam Sandler, and then two is Eddie Murphy. But Robert Downey Jr.? That must have been uh, box office, either box office returns or net worth. Yeah. Does it say most successful or what it's based on? Um. How they most successful cast members ranked by screen so when rank. they say most successful, I imagine it's either talking about net worth, yeah, or or what your box office draws were. Yeah. So like you know because you're a star power, how much of your box office returns right, right, getting? Right. And yeah, you could see that with Adam Sandler. You could see that with Eddie Murphy. Um, you know, you could see that with some of the others that yeah. you admit. Robert Downey Jr. obviously is going to be on there because of all the uh, Marvel movies that yeah. he's done. You yeah. know, so. That makes sense, but um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that that jackass, yeah. that guy. Uh, I, I'd forgotten a lot of a lot of people. Because he that passed were in away, there. didn't he? I want to uh, say he did. I think did he? Oh man, no, I don't think so. Well, you know, and I, I don't remember I've seen him in anything else beyond that, you know. But uh, uh, he was something. It looks like the last thing he did was in 2014. Yeah, uh, but it was just a short. He's done some TV, a lot of TV stuff after that. Yeah, he was doing some voices in Family Guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but not much past that. Uh, let's see. The wooden hand. Okay. <laughs> why was this? Why was this fake hand wooden? I mean, what? Aren't those things made out of like things that are very durable that can be crushed if they need to or whatever? Not styrofoam, you mean? Or not wood? <laughs> not. Inflexible, well wood. Yeah, yeah. Because you should have something that flexes and moves, right? Yeah. If you have something that doesn't flex, 
and you're yeah. using it as your hand. I mean, like it it went in under that uh, that that truck running over. You know, nowadays for some kind of prosthetic, it would probably hold. Yeah. Whereas wood's not not flexible, well, not he viable, got that, and it just broke into pieces. Well, remember, he got kicked off the tour because, the, you know, the gator got his hand, um, so he had to go to the dollar store and find a, uh, a dollar store hand. Yeah. And that's where he got it from. Either that or he took it from a mannequin in the mall. It had to have been, or he liked making it himself or something, but either way, as bad as that was, <laughs> why did it look so terrible? I mean, you could see <laughs> him the, holding on to it, right? It's about six inches longer than his yeah, other arm because he's that obviously holding on to like a handle or something yeah. and in one scene i saw his knuckles beneath the sleeve that were holding the fake hand yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it's like okay this is a hollywood movie it's it's uh it's a you know it was it wasn't a huge starring movie at the time and everything but they could have come up with a better they had some good scenes hand. together too right? got, yeah i mean you gotta admit with with that fake hand Carl Weathers. Yeah. You son of a bitch. He, it was funny because he he made a joke about, you know, Adam Sandler make a joke. Why don't you play like a real sport like football or something? You know, baseball or football. And, and which is funny because he actually played professional football. He did. Know? He did. And, and and the fact that he did that. But it was kind of, you know, they had good scenes where he's like teaching him how to how to uh, uh, move the ball, you know, and, and uh, move, move the uh, club and everything. And he's like, get off me. <laughs> he's like, work with me. It's all in the head. Yeah, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Get off of me. Hey, just easing the tension, baby. Just easing the tension. Well, ease it on someone else. I, I kind of feel like that was something that was uh, not really uh, planned out to be a, that excessive. And Carl Weathers kind of was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go overboard with this just because it's Adam Sandler, you know. Yeah, I thought that too. Do you think that he, uh, do you think he's a weird cast for, for Chubbs? No, no, I think because this is a, this is a This is a man's man, buff dude from the 80s. Yeah. He uh, he's one that's competed uh, physically with yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and like you know, masculinity wise with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Predator. You know, it's like uh, you know that I have that famous handshake. Dylan, you son of a bitch. He's not good at teaching other people how to play golf. You know, I mean, that's his profession now, is to teach other people how to play golf. He hates it. Do you remember him in Psych? Yes, I do. He was at the, uh, what was it, Viagra Falls or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, that was he was pretty funny in that one. But I thought it was a good casting. You know, I, I wanted to see more of him in this movie, though. Like... He wasn't. When I we first did started see watching more of him in Little Nicky, we did. But what I'm saying is, like, like we when we were watching this movie, we thought, you know, I kind of thought like he was going to be with him the entire time. Then, then you realize that like he wants him to to drop out of the tournament, train for six months at least. You son of a bitch. And then go back to it, and you know, Happy just wants money to pay for his grandmother. Well, know? I was going to say that. I was going to say, you know. I, I remember him being in more of this movie than I know, he was. I know, I did. And when I thing. remember, when I watched it, I was like, okay, I know he doesn't want to be trained, but it doesn't Chubbs hang out with him and give yeah. him tips as they're yeah. going? But I guess it was just he in that don't. first tournament yeah. that gets him on the main tournament. Yeah. And the rest of the time, he was by himself. And I was sitting here wondering, I'm like, I could have sworn he was with him most of it. I thought that, you know, there was a point where he finally said, look, I don't need your help. And then he came back, look, I'm stupid. You're smart. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. And he goes, okay, stop. But yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was in it more too. And that, that, but that I really would have liked it to, you know, for him to be in the entire film, you know, trying to help Happy and, you know, because. Well, he needed some reason, you know, something to. to, to 
to push him across the finish yeah, line. You know? Because, you know, he was having problems with the short game. Yeah. So he needed to remember, he goes, I got to learn how to play golf whenever he knew his, his mom or grandma's house is on the line. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I got to go to learn how yeah. to play golf. Which which brings us to my favorite scene in the movie. Okay, but before we get there, because okay. I have a feeling that that's going to, I'm already laughing about it. I have a feeling that's going to be an answer to one of the, one of the questions cut, I have for you. Cut it in. You don't need to cut in what I'm about <laughs> okay, to say. Okay? okay, but don't say it yet, okay. because we, I, we need to go through a few things first, and then I'm going to ask you those movies. Okay. Um, okay, so um, by all accounts, I believe that Happy is a jock bully. Yeah. He was a jock bully in high school, uh-huh. and he's bitter because he never took off. Yep. Uh, and by pure luck, he stumbles into something that rewards his aggressive nature. Yeah. And finds a girlfriend that eventually softens him up and everything. But you see him at the beginning of this movie. He's a little bit better at the end because, you know, Veronica taught him how to not – or not Veronica. Uh, is that Veronica? I keep forgetting her name. Julie Bowen, she teaches him how to not be such a a jerk and everything. But um, I feel like he's one of those those angry jock kids and stuff. Like, I never knew. The jocks in in my school, I mean, I don't think they're stereotypical, like in movies and everything like that. They were just people. But maybe that's because I was just friends with everybody. But, But it's one of these stereotypical, I feel like he was one of these stereotypical jocks. This is this is what happened to him. It's like you know you never really stuck s- in the past. You, you you get movies about nerds that grow up to be cooler and everything, yeah. and and they always reference or like in Gross Point Blank, yeah. you go back and see that they're nothing now, and, yeah. and they've never taken off. So this feels like one of those stories, but it, it has a redemption arc and uh, built into it. You know, like uh, it he, does, he can but redeem himself for but, being like he was his whole life. So you know, and that's the thing. I think you know he's kind of a king of redemption arcs because you know that's all his movies are. You. You know which way Adam Sandler movies are going to end up. You just do. He doesn't ever have a, uh, oh, man, that's not a great ending. You know, that's not a complete ending. It doesn't complete the film. All his endings have, have the cliching. Really? Well, yeah, I guess to a point. Because they weren't together at the end, were they? No, but it was It was like the end of his career kind of situation. And 50 so First like Dates went a little different, which I can't really mention right now because I don't want to yeah, get to but, it. But, but it, still had, it still had the arc that you knew that was going to end up. You're going to knew that ended up right. together. Kind of All thing. his movies start out with him basically being a jackass. These two movies that started out, he was an angry jackass. And the rest of them that come, basically he's kind of a lazy jackass. That doesn't really want to do anything. He's comfortable with what he's doing. And through circumstances, it brings him to appreciate life or appreciate something. And he turns his life around. So, yeah, that's an Adam Sandler movie. So, I mean, that makes sense. But, you know, that's what I thought about this guy is that he was he reminded me of, you know, one of those stereotypical things you've seen. And I think that after so much fame, I think Happy would probably be invited by NHL teams. They would have seen all the attention he's getting in the golf and everything. Now he's a pro golfer. And they would have been like, all right, we got to get this guy in here. He wants to be a hockey player. Let's put him on a team. Because who else did that? Out of his fame, got to switch to a sport, even though he had no talent or at least no history in it professionally. Are are we talking about real life here? Yeah. Uh, Well, Michael Jordan did. There you go. So, I mean, Michael Jordan did did the same thing. Do you think any... If he wasn't famous, Deion Sanders. If he, well, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, if he, if people like, yeah, Deion Sanders, he did all three, right? He did basketball, no, football. No, he, he didn't do basketball. He did ba- baseball and football. Or baseball, football. I thought he did like, he did. Th- who was the one that did like three different sports? There's somebody that was one of them. Christy I, from Yamaguchi. back in like the 80s and 90s. Shut it was up. Christy Yamaguchi. So, 
Anyways, uh, I, I feel like that's that's what would happen. Like if if this were like a real life, or you know, just to get the clout of like you know, because you know he was allowed in in the. Uh, uh, you know the National Baseball League, yeah. you know, or whatever. It, it, because well, remember what Phil, Will Farrell did too. He tried out for all the baseball teams. He was on every single baseball team. Do you was remember he? that? Yeah, I don't remember that. He 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 literally played like played like one play in every single baseball team because that's what he was trying to do something. This isn't a movie. No, this in real is life? In real life. Will this Farrell is before he got around. famous. No, no, no. This was just like something random that Will Ferrell did to said I've never just, heard of this. yeah look it up Will Ferrell decided to join every single baseball team and play like one baseball play or basketball baseball oh hmm. interesting yeah 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 so I, I definitely think that then he would have ditched golf just to go be a hockey player yeah would find it unfulfilling because he would then get made fun of because yeah. he sucks so bad <laughs> and then go back to golf well and the thing is is if he could at least skate if he could actually skate then I feel like he could, uh, he he might be somewhat successful in hockey. You yeah, know, because it is a lot of hitting each other. You know, well he can't. What they say he can't skate and he can't uh, do Aim. something else. Aim maybe, yeah. but you know, that, you know, that shot <laughs> uh, just breaks the glass and everything. Okay, let's get into these. So first of all, um, I guess we should just go ahead and, and get into this part. What's what's the funniest part of the movie? Um, you're, you're gonna, gonna die, die clown. Yeah! <laughs> You're gonna die, clown! <laughs> you think that's funny? I don't need you laughing now! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Enough, enough. What? I can't do it! Come with me, Happy. Come on! Suck, you stupid clown! <laughs> My favorite part of the ultimate movie. I don't like clowns, okay? It's not that I'm, I'm scared of them. I, they just freak me out, and I don't see a purpose in them, okay? They don't make me laugh. They don't make me um, uh, cry or anything else like that. They just freak me out, and I don't see purpose in them. So when he hits this clown, it was some sort of uh, relief and enjoyment that I got from that. Now, you here's know. the thing. Half of this is funny for me because it's it's because of how he delivers it. But half of it is funny to me because of a memory of you when we were younger and the way he'd be like, you know, like that clown. You know, he keeps shooting and shooting, and he finally makes a shot. <laughs> Spits it out. You're gonna die, clown. But the way that you used to laugh at that oh, used to man. make me laugh. I still you, know, laugh. you know how sometimes like things may not be as funny. So, for instance, comedies, The Office, whatever. Yeah. There's funny moments, and you think it's very funny. But if you're by yourself, you rarely laugh. Yeah. You may you just not recognize it or whatever. Yeah. But the act of being with other people while you watch yeah. it, you start certain, to laugh exactly, out loud. Exactly. Like right? certain, yeah, and certain people, you find things funnier. Like yeah, my, their my mother. Re- because my mother. their reaction yes. is, you find that funny. You start to laugh at that, but you're also laughing at the other person yeah. thinking it's funny. Well, and, and, and I say this like, and I say my mother, but it's our mother. It's okay. mine too. Um, you know, we, I grew up on a lot of British comedy, you know, because mom, mom would slip a little bit of it in every once in a while. But right. she liked the slapstick comedy where faulty towers. Yes, where people get injured. It's funny to us. It's just that slapstick type comedy. Yeah, and every time somebody would hurt, especially if it was dad, she would laugh at him. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, that's one thing me, me and mom have to, together is that, that we find... People's pain, funny. Yeah, and I'm not and, necessarily and not like a sick, that. Morbid way of thinking. But if it's I'm just, watching yeah. with it, with if I'm watching like something like that with you two, yeah, then yeah, it makes me laugh because you guys are laughing. Like or Life of Brian, yeah. or you know, like the British Holy or, Grail, Holy Grail, stuff. like you know th- that kind of 
slapstick, just stupid funny is hilarious to well, me. Well, and that's probably why we thought, dumb, uh, you know, Jim Carrey was yeah. so funny because yeah. he did all that. I mean, Chris Farley, that's, what, oh, that's yeah. his whole stick yeah. is slapstick. But but then then you get to the point where like like stuff like South Park, I don't think is funny. You know what I mean? It just, it do, I don't find the humor I in South Park. I don't think the first 10 seasons of South, I think they were still working things out yeah. in the first five or 10 seasons. Yeah. But if you've watched it since, say, 2010. Yeah. They've gotten so much better at it, and it's like because they they do it in six days, um, it stays relevant because yeah. they're talking about you know week current week things. by week yeah. topics, and they do it in a way that is so potty humor, stupid yeah. and slapsticky. Yeah, and see, I usually like that kind of comedy. I like the stupid kind of comedy, but but again, you know, like I've been watching. Um, it's sunny in, in Philadelphia, right? I just can't get into it. I, I know. At first, I couldn't get into it, and then I watch it, and then, you know, me and the wife, you know, we sit there, and we'll watch it just because we want to laugh, because they're idiots. They're like, like the stupider you are, the funnier I think it is. You know what I mean? One of, them, one of them wanted them all to gain, like, 200 pounds for one season and only just, he did just to be funny, yeah. right? And he was the only one, but he lost it pretty he, He's pretty literally, well. you know, he's literally the, the main creator. Writer, right? He, he created the show, okay. you know? I knew he was, like, one of the main writers. Yeah, but, no, he it's actually created by him, you know? But but the, the thing is, is just the stupider it is, and that's why I love Adam Sandler movies, because he realizes, I, thought, I mean, he's not a stupid person, but he, he, he points out stupidity yeah. in himself Therefore, you know, making everybody laugh around him. That's why I love Adam Sandler movies. You know what I like? I'd like Adam Sandler to do a show, a TV show yeah. where he was playing a character, you know, close to, not really close to this because this shtick is done yeah. and everything. But I think we could get something if the right formula, Has the right story. Has he ever done a TV show? I don't think, you know, I mean, he hasn't done one that he's like starred in besides Saturday Night Live or whatever. Well, I know he was he's, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's guest spotted on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and some others and everything like that. Um, that was when he was doing the auction, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was making fun of uh, Jake Peralta. Oh but, but, you know, and, and that's the thing is that Adam Sandberg is literally the reincarnation. Andy Sandberg. Uh, Andy Sandberg is the reincarnation of Adam Sandler. I, I don't care who what you say and, and, and try to make me I disbelieve that. I would say that, Andy Sandberg is a bit funny, Mark, funnier than Adam really? Sandler. Really? I, I do. Now... Adam Sandler, I enjoy more. Yeah. I enjoy a lot more of his movies, and yeah. I think he's got, you know, because, you know, he has this particular brand, but... I'm a huge fan of Adam Sa uh, Andy Sandberg. And maybe though, just I mean. Andy Sandberg in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because yeah. I didn't like Hot Rod. <laughs> I love Hot Rod. I didn't like... Uh, I didn't like... Uh, um, um, that's my boy enough to keep oh, watching it that past that. Too. So it's just one of these things like, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine, oh my gosh. Yes. He he kills me in that Love show. Love that show. The, I mean, just the, just the Backstreet Boys uh, intro that yeah. they did on that one episode. You are. <laughs> he gets all my of fire. But what, that's, that, I mean, again, it's the way he does it. Like, now everybody. So, <laughs> what, how did the song go? Ain't nothing but a heart. Whatever. But anyways, you know that that kind of comedy. That's why I think they're so. They're, they're just. A, he's the reincarnation of Adam Sandler, and you know he he does a lot of the stuff. The only thing is, is Adam Sandler does not do TV shows, and I feel like. You know, he's at a point in his life in his career that he probably doesn't have to if he doesn't want to, mm. because he's just probably more successful in doing movies. No, he doesn't have to, but I would enjoy if he did, like a Netflix show. Because, yeah. I mean, he's already doing stuff with Netflix. Like, if they could yeah. come up with a show, you know, kind of like the Drew Barrymore and the Timothy Oliphant, the, yeah. uh, what is it called? Uh, um, the Diet Santa of, Clarita Diet. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it's something like that where it's, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be... Uh, 
serious all the time. It doesn't have to be slapsticky funny, but just that Adam Sandler humor that that we all like. Yeah. I maybe it wouldn't get watched nowadays because the humor, right. you know, would be considered corny. I don't know, but yeah. you know, lots of people my generation. <laughs> um, what's your favorite sports movie besides this one? Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. Uh, Mighty Ducks for like the yeah, because that would be the player as- aspect of it. Is that just because of? Emilio Estevez, or is it because of it's just like nostalgia? nostalgia. It's a lot of the nostalgia, but it's just one of those movies you watch and it just makes you feel good. So it's definitely not Space Jam. You would say Mighty Ducks over Space Jam. (laughs) Space Jam's awesome. Don't get it twisted. I like like, the MJ '90s version, not this new one that's coming out. But uh, no, I, I I'd have to say Mighty Ducks is probably my favorite sports movie. Okay. Um, what about, uh, do you have a favorite movie about sports that's not like the behind the scenes part of sports? Uh, probably Remember the Titans. Okay, that, but that's more about the team, I think. But it's, you know, it's about the sport of football and, 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 and football in, in, I guess. But what I, what I mean is like, like my favorite of sports movies of behind the scenes type stuff is okay. like Moneyball and the Draft. Okay. So like Moneyball with Brad Pitt and the Draft with Kevin Costner, I love those movies. I don't. Anybody that knows me knows that I don't like sports. I don't watch sports. Yeah. I don't do sports. I'll do fantasy. Which is so weird because like uh, I love sports. Right, right. It's sports. you. You and I are completely opposite when it comes to that. I do fantasy football, but it's more for the um, the analyzing the players and the switching the benches yeah. and and doing all the switching around. And I'll watch some of the football so I can look at those points and stuff. But generally, you know, people don't like having me watch sports games with them because I'll give anybody yeah. crap about it because I have no stakes in it. And, and, and also, I, I, I have a weird thing with statistics when it comes to sports and stuff like that and facts about sports. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I've always had a thing with it. Like, I can, you know, it's just I love sports in general. And just that's why I like Moneyball in the draft yeah. so much is because it goes into the inner one, one, the Moneyball, the inner workings of the statistics and everything. Which was cool, but it showed how that revolutionized. It was a true story that revolutionized yeah. the game. So Whereas it didn't have the draft to be- was like a fake story. Yeah, but it shows how like managers work during drafts, how they work with coaches, how do they work with team owners and different things, and how that whole process. Because I never knew how that whole process worked, but it's cool to see that. Um, along with like the cool little moves that he made and how it's kind of like gambling high stakes. Yeah. I think I think I, I guess I don't know. I mean, you're not necessarily talking about real stories. As your question Could was be. for well, I was thinking like like I love Major League. I love okay. uh, um, that was funny. Friday Night Lights was a good one too. But mm-hmm. uh, also, uh, you know, uh, uh, what what is it? Uh, the one with Jamie Fox. Uh, oh, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. You know, I have never seen that, but I wanted to. Phenomenal. The only thing that stopped me because I, I've always been like, ah, I don't like sports and stuff like that. But you know, since we've been doing this, I'm like, I should probably watch that. So my favorite behind the scenes are Moneyball and, and the Draft. Um, my, I, I'd say I think the best movies objectively for sports is like Remember the Titans or Rocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Rocky's got to be like up there, like number yeah. one. Remember the Titans is up there too. But personal favorite of mine is Warrior um, with Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was a good. One. I mean, man. Man, I love that. It's my favorite fighting movie. It's my favorite sports movie. Um, it's the uh, MMA, the movie about MMA. These two brothers that have no love for each other. Well, they kind of do, but they've had a past and they have a terrible dad and all this kind of stuff. 
But I mean, we got to talk about that movie sometime. I yeah. like that. And then, do you have a guilty pleasure one? One that maybe you shouldn't like? Maybe is that like Space Jam or something? <sighs> you know, one that you shouldn't like. I'll give you an example. One that you shouldn't like that you do, or maybe it's not really generally like. Mine is The Replacements, but it's just because yeah. I like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And I think that um, uh, Gene Hackman does an amazing job in that movie, as always. Yeah. But I like uh, Keanu Reeves is kind of like very soft spoken, laid back uh, hero. I, I, I did like Legend of Bagger Vance, though. Um, you know, the, a lot of people didn't like that movie, but I, I, I liked it. And it's just, you know, I mean, because it was kind of a not necessarily a true story, but it was a, a story that had already been written that had some sort of truth, I think, to it. But And back then, you know, Will Smith wasn't doing stuff like that. He was doing like Bad Boys, Independence Day and everything. And he came up with that. Um, all right. So greatest golf comedy of all time. Is this it or is it Caddyshack? You had to ask me that question. Dang, that's a hard one. I didn't even. I think personal favorite, just because personal I watched it more, happy. is Happy Gilmore. Yeah. But objectively, I could yeah. probably say that Caddyshack is the better. Is definitely. I mean, it's definitely the better movie. I mean, Chevy Chase and 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 uh, Bill Murray in this movie. I mean, even Bill Murray's not even like supposed to be a main character in this movie. But I mean, he he pretty much almost hijacked where, the whole movie. Well, this whole scene where he was driving at the flowers and stuff. Yeah. that was all ad lib. That was all made up by Bill Murray, and they were just kept sharing stuff on camera. One of the greatest Everything actors he was saying and man. doing yeah. that was all from Bill yeah. Murray. Bill Murray. So I would great. say that this is up there though. Yeah. Um, but. It's just not. A, a, I don't think you could top Caddyshack. I mean, that's 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 one of those those movies that just had. I mean, you got Rodney Dangerfield. I you mean, have yeah. you Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. You know, uh, all these all these different heavy hitters, along with yeah. the rest of the amazing cast. Yep, uh, and yep. then you had a, a Footloose was in there. You know, the yeah. soundtrack was great for Caddyshack, and you had that little gopher that was. That was a little. To this day, are they're they're still selling those uh, wall arts uh, in you know catalogs. You know, you go to Hot Topic or something. I guarantee you can still buy that. But anyways, um, so yeah, stick with us uh, this month. We're going to be uh, finishing out all these uh, these Adam Sandler movies. We got a lot to talk about. We talked a lot about Adam Sandler this one. We're going to continue to talk about him, but a lot of the episodes we're going to be talking about all the the characters and the actors that that followed along with him on the journey that reoccurred in his movie. Um, and helped them out in different ways here and there and, and went on their own journeys. Um, there's a lot of good stories here coming up, too. One thing I'm excited about, I have never seen Punch Drunk Love. Really? I, I think I've seen bits of it on TV, and then I stop because I'm like, I want to watch this, and then I just never get around to it. So um, <clears throat> you'll be getting my, at least my um, very first take on that movie. I think it's important that we review it. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we're reviewing it, but it is the first time I've seen it. So you'll be getting my, you've seen it? Yeah. Do yeah, you remember yeah. it pretty well? It, no, no. It's so been a while. you're getting kind of a, a, a first reaction from both of us, yeah. I think, um, especially for me um, for that one. So uh, we're, we're really excited to do that, and uh, uh, we're excited to talk about Adam Sandler, I think, this month. Um, yeah. And then we got a few more episodes after that before we yep. end it, and uh, then we got some exciting things coming for after the season as well. Um, uh, that I want to invite our friends from Horn Heels mm-hmm. and uh, from Groundless to to be a part of. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about more of that uh, probably on the season finale. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, we're on all social media as uh, the Post Credit Podcast, uh, except for Twitter, we're at the Post Credit. Uh, our email is. Uh, w- uh, the post credit podcast at gmail.com and our website is www.thepostcreditpodcast.com 
We're also on YouTube. Um, you good? I'm good. Anything else? I'm good. I just want I, I just want to say how excited I'm about these. You know, I've been excited for a while just to do an Adam Sandler month, and and Happy Gilmore is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. Right, and I forced Drew to do a Teen Movie Month and do all this kind of stuff that he wasn't too <laughs> excited about. But now we finally got Drew back exciting to do yeah. excited to do some more things. So. Uh, Stick with us. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a bone.